Hello, welcome. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. We have a great show planned for you today. What are we going to talk about on the show today? Actually, before we even get into that, if you did not see the piece that I did yesterday talking about how the last vestiges of the argument for universal COVID vaccination have been completely decimated by quite an interesting scientific study, I urge you to go over to lizwheelershow.com slash locals and look at that now because we, we've experienced this evolution, right? First, we were told, get the COVID vaccine for yourself to protect yourself. But then a lot of young, healthy Americans were like, well, I'm not really at risk from COVID. Why should I get the vaccine? So the public health establishment evolved this narrative. They said, well, don't get it for yourself. Get it to protect people who are vulnerable. So a lot of people did that. But then we found out the COVID vaccine doesn't prevent you from contracting COVID-19. It doesn't prevent you from transmitting it. So the public health establishment evolved this narrative again, telling you why you should still get vaccinated. And the argument was that the vaccine reduces your risk of serious illness, hospitalization, and death. But a recent study has now utterly destroyed that narrative. If you didn't see that piece, go to lizwheelershow.com slash locals. I think you'll really like it. And you obviously won't hear about that on any of the mainstream media platforms or on big tech, lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Okay, so the show today, what are we going to talk about? We are going to start out by talking about what happened in West Virginia, coal miners. This, I mean, you can't actually even stage a photo op like this. Coal miners in West Virginia had to push a stranded electric car that had run out of charge. It, it, if you were trying to stage the irony of the green energy movement, the, these photos would, would do it. We're going to talk about that today. We're also going to ask the question, is the heat wave happening in California right now actually due to climate change? That's what the left is telling us. Is that true? Is it false? We're going to look at the data. We're also going to talk about the real consequences, the real life consequences of so-called green energy policies. The real life consequences, meaning how it impacts you, how it impacts me. For example, California's Governor Gavin Newsom is banning gas-powered cars. How is that actually going to impact your day-to-day -day life? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. He's the candidate for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. He won't debate Dr. Oz. Now, he's not really giving a reason why. So we're going to talk about why. I mean, maybe the problem is that he has a health issue. He had a stroke. He hasn't fully recovered. However, I don't think that that's a good reason, nor do I think that's a good narrative for the Republicans to latch onto. There's actually a much bigger problem at play with John Fetterman refusing to debate Dr. Oz. So we are going to talk about all of that today. Let's do it. Okay, thank goodness for American Hartford Gold. If you are like me, you are growing more and more concerned about the future of our country. Inflation is at the highest level that we've seen in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and they're expected to continue skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of JP Morgan, not only predicted the recession that we are currently in, but used terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. Well, that's scary. If you want to protect your future, then I suggest you do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or delivered inside your IRA or 401k. 
And they make it very easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. So don't wait. Call them now. The phone number is 866-781-7499. That's 866-781-7499. Or if you prefer text messaging, you can text the word Liz to 65532. Again, the phone number is 866-781-7499, or you can text L-I-Z to 65532. Okay, so let's start today with a story that, well, maybe it doesn't have broader implications. <laughs> maybe it does, but I'll tell you, it's very enjoyable. These photos that you're looking at right now, we're gonna bring these up on the screen. What is happening in this photograph? Well, we have an electric car that is stranded somewhere in West Virginia. As you can see, the mountains and hills of West Virginia, this electric car is plugged into a power source, but still stranded. So what is this car to do? What are these drivers, who, by the way, were from Washington, D.C., which doubles the irony and doubles the enjoyment. What are these drivers to do? Coal miners came to the rescue. <laughs> West Virginia coal miners, look at this photograph. They are pushing the electric vehicle, what is supposed to be an alternative energy, this battery-powered vehicle that ran out of charge. Coal miners rescued them. Um, not going to lie, this is probably my favorite thing that I saw on the internet. And it does actually have implications beyond just laughing at electric vehicles. It has implications because what an allegory that this is to what the Democrats, specifically um, John Fetterman, want to do in the state of Pennsylvania, which is also a coal miner state. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Fetterman himself and his weird issues, if he's mentally capable for the job, what he actually stands for, why he won't debate Oz. We're going to talk about that all in a little bit later in the show, but. This photograph is a perfect image of what will happen if fossil fuels are banned. Not only will you be stranded on the road in a vehicle that doesn't have enough charge to get you from point A to point B, coal miners will be out of work and will do what? Well, they'll have these green energy job alternatives, according to the left, which I don't know, maybe it's just going to be pushing you in your little terrible electric electric vehicle but let's let's look to a little bit further if what what happens when fossil fuels are banned we're seeing this concerted effort by the left to demonize fossil fuels this effort has been ongoing for decades but for the first time politicians are making this a serious reality and california is perhaps the perfect example of this by the way if you have not already subscribed to my show, please do so. Go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and click the subscribe button. On YouTube, you can find me at Liz Wheeler Show. Please hit subscribe over there too. Also hit the bell on YouTube so that we can notify you every time we have a new episode, every time we have a new video for you. In California right now, they're experiencing a heat wave. We have a couple of members of our team in California who have been, my producer Matt is in California, and he's been sending me screenshots of the emergency notifications that Newsom, governor of California, has sent to his phone about making sure that you're not using the air conditioning because that takes up too much energy, even though there's three-digit three digit temperatures that they're experiencing in the hottest parts of California. So the response from Newsom to this heat wave is twofold. First of all, he blames it on climate change. And second of all, he makes you, the people of California, suffer for it. This is what, this is the video that he released to the people of California telling them 
actually threatening is the proper word, threatening people that if they didn't cut back on their energy usage, then he was going to force rolling blackouts on the state. California and many other Western states are experiencing simply unprecedented temperatures. In fact, this heat wave is on track to be both the hottest and the longest on record for this state and many parts of the West for the month of September. Californians, you've stepped up to help in a big way to keep the lights on so far, but we're heading, we're heading to the worst part of this heat wave and the risk for outages is real and it's immediate. These triple digit temperatures throughout much of our state are, are leading, not surprisingly, to record demand on the energy grid. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now here's specifically what you can do in the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow in the next day or so, pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. You can visit flexalert.org to learn more about what you can do. Californians, you've rallied before and we can do it again. Keep it up. Wait a second, wait a second. Before we even get into the climate change issues and the rolling blackout issues, did you see what he was wearing in that video? Gavin Newsom during it, what he called an unprecedented heat wave was wearing a zip up jacket, long sleeves. It begs the question, was he in an air conditioned home, an air conditioned office? Because this is the guy, remember, who when he locked you down and prevented you from going to any restaurants or dining out, he went with his friends to the French laundry restaurant without a mask, with more than six people violating all of the COVID restrictions that he had imposed on you. I certainly wouldn't put it past him to violate the restrictions that he's trying to call for now in the face of this quote unquote crisis of energy in California. Also, anybody, just a little behind the scenes here, if you are filming a video, if you are on air, then what you have in front of you is not only a monitor that maybe has the timing that you've talked, maybe a couple talking points, you also have about five different lights shining right on your face, and it's incredibly warm. In fact, the, what, the reason that we wear stage makeup when we're filming videos is because otherwise people's faces get shiny and sweat, particularly men. Women don't deal with this quite as much, but we do powder to make sure that we don't shine. Men, their faces just get drenched with sweat. So here we have Gavin Newsom in the middle of an unprecedented heat wave wearing a long sleeve zip up jacket while filming a video that obviously has professional lighting and he's not sweating at all. You know what that tells me? The dude's sitting in an air conditioning studio. He's, he's crisp and cool as a cucumber as he's telling you that you can't use energy to cool your home or else he threatens you with a blackout. He doesn't seem to be following, following his own dictates here. But this is the thing. He's not just encouraging the people of California to cut back on their energy usage, to rally. He's threatening. He's threatening, if you don't do this, then I will impose it on you. If you don't voluntarily reduce your energy consumption, then we will have rolling blackouts. What are rolling blackouts? Rolling blackouts are a euphemism for the government shutting off your power, shutting off your energy source, or charging you out the wazoo for it if you violate their dictate here. In fact, a congressman from the state of California, one Eric Swalwell, maybe you, rem maybe you remember him. Eric Swalwell, back in July, made fun of Texas when Texas 
did the same thing. They called for voluntarily for voluntary decrease in energy usage so as not to have to have rolling blackouts. This is what Swalwell tweeted in July. He said, Texas, where Republicans provide plenty of energy to control your body, but no energy to control your thermostat. That was July. Fast forward literally two months. This guy has zero self-awareness. Also zero memory of what he tweeted two months ago. This is what he tweeted now. He goes, it's time to rally California. We all need to do our part to help avoid power outages this week. Before 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. After 4 p.m., avoid use of major appliances and turn your thermostat to 78 degrees or higher. Let's keep the lights on, California. So his, his tweet's a threat to let's keep the lights on, California. He's basically saying, if you don't comply, I will, as a government official, come and flip that light switch off. Turn off the electricity to your home. This is, this is a threat. And th this is coming from the same people. Gavin Newsom last week asked citizens of his state to stop charging their electric vehicles. Now, I like Bambi, and I think you will too, because small business owners, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had an issue with employee attendance? Have you ever had an employee altercation in the workplace? Have you ever been confused on how to handle a situation with an employee or perhaps you've had employee performance issues? Have you ever stressed about navigating through HR compliance? Who among us hasn't? The bad news is that one complaint against your company can turn your whole world upside down. The good news is Bambi is here to help small business owners implement good HR practices. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses just like yours. So you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. This is how it works. First, Bambi's HR autopilot automates your core policies. I'm talking about workplace training and employee feedback. Then your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. Now, these HR managers are available by phone, by email, or real-time chat. As you know, an in-house HR manager can cost up to $80,000 a year, completely unaffordable to most small businesses. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You run your business, let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash Liz right now and you can get a free HR audit. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot -E com slash Liz. Bambi.com slash Liz. So just last week, Gavin Newsom asked citizens not to charge their electric cars. <laughs> now, the irony, of course, is that Newsom has, is also set to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. So it's 2022 right now, 2035. That's 13 years, and you will not be allowed to purchase a vehicle a gas-powered vehicle in the state of California. And it, it, it's gradual too. So it's not just, okay, you have 13 more years from this. No, the California Air Resources Board issued these new rules. It's like the California version of the administrative state, the California executive state agencies. This is the new rule they issued. It requires 35% of new vehicles to produce zero emissions by 2026. That's just four years from now. Then by 2030, it has to be 68% of new vehicles produce zero emissions and 100% of new vehicles have to be you know, gas-free, not gas-powered, zero emissions by 2035. So here, when I read this, I thought to myself, okay, so what California is claiming right now is that their electric grid, their power grid, their energy grid is overloaded. They can't even currently 
provide the energy that their citizens need. They're telling people not to use their air conditions, not to use their washer and dryer, not to use their stove and microwave. They're telling people if they don't do this, it, the, the situation is so dire that they're threatening people with rolling blackouts. But if you look at the numbers here, currently in the state of California, less than 2% of vehicles are electric vehicles. That means 98% of vehicles do not rely on the electric grid to operate right now. And yet, with 98% of cars not relying on the electric grid, the grid still can't keep up to the point that Newsom is saying, please don't charge your electric vehicles, the 2% of vehicles that actually are electric vehicles. People are being told to turn things off or face these blackouts. My question is, what happens in California when more stress is placed on the grid when we go from 2% of cars being electric vehicles to 35% and then 68% and then 100%. How exactly does Gavin Newsom plan to compensate for the amount of energy that that will require, which is an enormous amount of energy when he can't even supply people with enough energy to run their laundry? Gavin Newsom is trying to force the state to ban gas-powered vehicles, but also asking citizens not to charge their electric cars. So you know what's going to happen. Is Newsom will actually force people not to charge their electric vehicles when everyone has an electric vehicle, meaning that the government will be in such entire control of your life that you actually won't even be able to leave your house. Is that not the definition of tyranny when the government has control to that extent. And, and Newsom blames this, by the way, on climate change. He said, oh, this heat wave is caused by climate change. They always have to throw climate change in there. It's their way, of course, of pivoting away from the responsibility of why is there this energy shortage? Why is the electric grid in California under this kind of pressure? Why can't it keep up with the demand? And they blame climate change because they don't want to take any responsibility for their actions. But we, we should look at this in a very analytical way, is climate change causing the unprecedented heat wave? Now, I like Be More Organics because did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? And did you know that sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is reduced to, or is linked to reduced white blood cell count? Yes, not many people realize this, but having a consistent nighttime routine is so important, not just to how you feel, but to your body's overall health. A better tomorrow starts tonight. Let me introduce you to Beam Dream. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products for everything from sleep to recovery. And today, I got you a special discount available for Beam's sleep product. It's called Dream Powder. It's their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. It contains natural sleep-promoting premium ingredients. It's triple lab tested, no THC, and you wake up refreshed. In fact, listen to these numbers. 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking Beam Dream. And 99% of people experience better sleep quality. All you do is you just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, you stir it up, and you enjoy it 30 minutes before bedtime. If you don't love it, you can get your money back guaranteed. For a limited time, you can get $20 off if you go to beamorganics.com slash Liz and use my promo code Liz at checkout. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash Liz and use promo code Liz for $20 off. So is climate change even causing the unprecedented heat wave, let alone the energy crisis or the energy shortage 
that's causing a crisis in California. According to Michael Schellenberger, who did uh, an analysis of the report from US Global Research Program, the answer to that is no. There's no indication of that. You can see this graph on the screen right now. If you look at um, if you look at the left-hand side, you'll see the trajectory of both heat wave frequency, and on the right, you will see heat wave magnitude. Now, what do we see here? Do we see a line that in general is increasing very low at the left-hand side of the page, very high on the right-hand side of the page? No, we don't. Do we see the reverse? Do we see it very high on the left-hand side? Do we see it very low on the right-hand side? We do not. So how we read these charts is simply, okay, there's a little bit of natural variation, but overall the trajectory, if you took the average of each data point on the left-hand side of the page, for example, you would get a fairly straight line across, meaning there's no indication that heat waves are more frequent in the United States or that their magnitude, that their severity is, well, worse, more severe. So when the left tells us that this unprecedented heat wave is caused by climate change, that's not scientific. That's anti-science, actually. It's rejecting what the data, what the numbers, what the temperature measurements, what the history tells us. The left is making that up. They're making that up to cause fear in your hearts. They're also making that up to manipulate you and to get more control so that they can take more control from you, give it to the government and you know, thus live as the, the elite ruling class. But there is no indication that climate change is causing the unprecedented heat wave. But what there is indication of is that energy prices, not just here in the United States, but around the world are skyrocketing. And a good comparison when looking at where the United States is with, with green energy, with alternative energy, is to look to Europe. Because Europe is a little bit further along in their process of transitioning to green energy. So the problems that Europe is experiencing, we here in the United States can expect to experience those same problems if we don't course correct right now. So look at this chart that's on the screen right now. What does this show? These are Europe's energy costs over the last year. Now, this chart, as you can plainly see, does have a very significant upward trajectory from the left-hand side of the page to the right-hand side of the page. In fact, in the space of one year, energy costs in Europe have increased by some 200%, 300%, and in some places, even 400%. That means some places in Europe your energy bills have doubled, tripled, or quadrupled on a monthly basis just to power your home and cook your food and keep your family warm in the winter and cool in the summer. This is the reality of the thing. This is why politicians like Gavin Newsom pretend that the quote-unquote unprecedented heat wave is caused by climate change so that they can deflect responsibility for being the ones who have caused this shortage of energy that will ultimately lead to skyrocketing energy prices. We are on the cusp of that in the United States. If we the people don't stand up and say stop. What's happening with the energy supply, this decrease or this the shortage of energy supply, which will lead to increased energy costs, is the Democrats' fault. Because green energy, the way the Democrats define it, is an absolute fraud. 
Now, by the way, I am going back on tour with the Young America's Foundation to college campuses all across the country. I would love to come to your college campus or the college campus where your child goes or your grandchild goes. All you have to do is go to lizwheelershow.com slash YAF, and you'll see a very simple application to bring me to your college campus to talk to you and your conservative friends, maybe the few students on campus who are conservative, but also to talk to your liberal um, the liberal students on campus and the liberal faculty that are on campus about the issues that you are facing in university and that you will be facing in the world as soon as you enter the real world outside of the college bubble. So go to lizwheelershow.com slash YAF, apply to bring me to your campus. You probably do want to do so with some urgency because my slots are filling up fast. I just have a few left. lizwheelershow.com slash YAF. So this is the Democrats' fault because green energy is a fraud. And the first indicator of this is if you actually wanted carbon-free energy, meaning if you didn't want to use coal and you didn't want to use gas, then what would you use if you wanted carbon-free energy that was also efficient and that there was plenty, plenty of supply? Well, you would use nuclear energy. It's carbon-free. It's cost-effective. It works. You're never going to run out of, of the supply. But what do Democrats do? Democrats are against nuclear energy. Why? Well, unfortunately, that is a giant rhetorical question. Why? Why would they be against nuclear energy unless, unless their green energy agenda is a fraud? Unless their overall goal is actually to devolve American society to pre-industrial revolution times when people didn't have what the standard of living that we have now, thanks to fossil fuels. You can actually see this in California. There's a concrete example. There is a nuclear power plant in the Diablo Canyon, which the Democrats, this, this, this nuclear power plant, by the way, was responsible for 8% of all energy production in California and 17% of carbon-free energy in California. So a pretty big deal. The Democrats were trying to shut this down. Again, why? In the face of this, as Gavin Newsom says, this unprecedented heat wave and this shortage of energy for people in the state, so much that he has to threaten state-mandated rolling blackouts, you'd think that they would be looking to anything that could produce more energy for the people. But no, they tried to shut this down. Fortunately, California legislatures got enough pressure that they did vote to extend this nuclear plant's operation for an additional five years, which is good, but it's not because that's what they wanted to do. It's because public backlash was so significant that they felt that they couldn't waste political capital closing it now. So they just punted it a little bit down the road. But this shows us that the, the green energy, this is the first indication that the green energy agenda is a fraud because if Democrats wanted green energy, they would turn immediately to nuclear energy, but they don't. The other thing, and this is something I want to read directly from Michael Schellenberger's analysis of the energy crisis. This guy is very good. If you haven't subscribed to his Substack, I encourage you to do so. But this is what he says about carbon emissions, which is the premise on which the Democrats build their climate change agenda. They say climate change has is because of human carbon emissions, not necessarily like humans, us, but human created carbon emissions. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what Schellenberger writes. He goes, carbon emissions globally were flat over the last decade and actually declined 22% in the United States from 2005 and 2020. He goes, but carbon emissions are rising again. That's because 
natural gas shortages are forcing nations to burn more coal, which is twice as polluting. So the obvious question here would be, okay, well, who's responsible then? If, if, if coal is twice as polluting as natural gas, you would think that we would make sure that we had plenty of supply of natural gas so we didn't have to resort to coal if we're purely thinking through a, a carbon-producing lens here. Who is responsible? Well, the answer to that is Joe Biden. The Democrats, leftists all around the world. This includes not just Joe Biden, but European leaders. This includes Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. They have significantly reduced, in some cases halted, domestic production of natural gas. Why did they do this? If their actual interest is reducing carbon emissions, they have to know that if you don't rely on natural gas, you're going to turn to more coal production, which is twice as polluting, carbon-wise at least, to the environment as natural gas is. If you actually parse the behavior of the left, it becomes very clear that the political actions the left engages in under the guise of just wanting to save the world from climate change, reduce carbon emissions so that we have more than 12 years to live, is a total fraud. It's a complete farce. But this, and it's not just a farce in the political sense. It's not just going to cause Democrats to become rich at your expense. It actively harms you. It harms us. It, it, it hurts our families. I don't have to tell people that are listening right now who live in California, I don't have to tell you what, what you're suffering when you're not allowed to charge your electric vehicle. In a couple of years, you're not going to be able to buy a gas-powered vehicle. If you cook dinner for your family at night or run your air conditioning in a 100-degree heat or do your laundry, that you're being threatened by the government to, to have them turn off the power switch, this, this hurts people. It also, by the way, if you don't have enough fossil fuel production, you don't have enough fertilizer to grow crops around the world because fertilizer and pesticide, which allows nations where the environment wasn't necessarily conducive to crop production to grow crops. Petrochemicals, which petrochemicals are responsible for the incredible decrease in global starvation that we have enjoyed over the last 50 years. But the Democrats want to stop the production of natural gas, which would decrease the availability of a necessary component of fertilizer and pesticide, which is going to cause global food shortages too. The green energy agenda of the left isn't just a fraud. It doesn't just hurt us domestically, which it does. It's also nearly catastrophic for people who are not as wealthy and is not as prosperous as we are all around the world. This is what this worldview, this political philosophy, this destructive political behavior, this is what John Fetterman wants for the state of Pennsylvania. Going back, circling back to that beginning, that, that first picture where we see this electric vehicle being pushed by coal miners, that's what, that's what John Fetterman wants to happen to the state of Pennsylvania. This is what he writes on his website under um, climate justice is what he calls that. And if that isn't the most vomit-inducing euphemism I've ever heard, this is what he writes. He goes, I believe that climate change is an existential threat, 
and we need to transition to clean energy as quickly as possible. But we must do it, he says, in a way that preserves the union way of life for the thousands of workers currently employed or supported by the natural gas industry in Pennsylvania and the communities where they live. We need to make sure that as we transition, we honor and uphold the union way of life for workers across Pennsylvania and create thousands of good paying union jobs and clean energy in the process. So Fetterman's goal really is to have the coal miners in Pennsylvania push electric cars. He's not, he's not worried that he's going to end their industry and cause them to be out of work. He's just, he's just focused on transitioning to clean energy. Transitioning to clean energy might sound like very vanilla. It might sound, oh, that's cool, a technological development. No, 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 no. What's happening in California is a taste of what will happen to the United States if we allow this transition to occur. What's happening in Europe is a couple steps further down the line, but this will, make no mistake, result in catastrophe around the globe if we let this happen. This is what John Fetterman wants for Pennsylvania. And remember too, this, this guy is, a, is not just weird. He doesn't just dress poorly. This guy is a Bernie bro. What John Fetterman wants for the state of Pennsylvania, and not just for Pennsylvania, because if he were in the Senate, he would impact all of our lives with his vote. He wants to take your money. If you make a certain amount of money, he wants to take your money and give it to somebody who didn't earn that. He wants government to decide what you deserve to have And he wants government to decide that sometimes you don't deserve to have what you own and that the government will give that to someone else. The government will pick winners and losers. John Fetterman wants a healthcare system structured on this same government control, that government decides who gets care and what kind of care and when, and more importantly, who doesn't get care. This is scary stuff. This is coming from the same party that's told us that we're fascists. So imagine if we're in a healthcare system run by these people and you have Democrats who need healthcare and Republicans who need healthcare. Who do you think that the Democrats are going to give the healthcare to? Do you think they're going to give it to the people that voted for them or do you think that they're going to give it to the people that they call fascists? Fetterman deeply believes in giving control of your life to the deep state. He wants government-run childcare. He wants what's called universal pre-K, which is just an indoctrination center for toddlers who should be with their moms and dads, paid for by, by the taxpayer. He wants to give more money to failing public schools that are teaching children critical race theory and transgender theory. He wants to abolish the filibuster, which is another euphemism. Yes, abolishing the filibuster is abolishing the filibuster, but the larger, the zoomed out reason that the Democrats want to abolish the filibuster is because they want to pass Chuck Schumer's so-called election reform bills, which would ultimately result in elections, especially presidential elections, being federalized, meaning all the electioneering that we saw all across the country in the lead up to 2020 would be law. Voter ID would be banned in every state. Vote harvesting would be allowed in every state. The Democrats in control of the federal government would be in control of everybody's vote. This is who John Fetterman is. He also supports really creepy things like the Equality Act, which would force force organizations and establishments to allow men in women's locker rooms and bathrooms, allow men to compete on women's sports teams. He wants to reduce the prison population by 30%. This guy is a big, big weirdo. A big, I mean, he's very dangerous. And he's refusing to debate Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. And you have to ask why. 
why would he refuse to debate Dr. Oz? Now, there's been some speculation by the Oz campaign and others that it's related to Fetterman's health. And it's fine. I have no problem with questioning his health. The guy had a stroke in May. He had surgery after that. And he clearly has lost some of his faculties, whether that's purely physical and he's just having trouble speaking, whether that's mental. I don't know. Is that worth examining? Sure. But that's not the biggest question here. The biggest question about why Fetterman won't debate Oz is actually somewhat of a reflection of what the Democrats think of us as voters. We, the voters, hire our elected representatives. We send them to Washington to represent us. They're accountable to us, not to party structures. But Fetterman is so arrogant that he doesn't think that the voters in Pennsylvania deserve to hear what his opinions are, what his positions are on hot-button issues. That's the real reason why he won't debate. The the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, their editorial board, also criticized Fetterman because it it was a scheduled debate, right? He he had already agreed to debating Dr. Oz and then he dropped out, he quit. This is what the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette editorial board said. They said, if Mr. Fetterman's communication skills have not yet recovered sufficiently to effectively debate his opponent, many voters will have concerns about his ability to represent them effectively in Washington. While he was gamely, he has gamely undertaken more campaign events and media interviews in recent weeks, Mr. Fetterman still speaks haltingly and relies on closed captioning to fully understand his conversation partners. So this, by the way, is what he sounds like if, if he's speaking. This is sort of his garbled language. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, excuse me, in DC. Thank you, thank you very much and it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here and when I leave tonight, I got three miles away, Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey, you've got a friend and you have an ally, send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steelworkers. Okay, so he's clearly incoherent, which means that the question of whether John Fetterman is fit for office, fit to serve in the United States Senate, is no. His health, his health is disqualifying from him, for him because he, he can't speak coherently. But the larger, the larger issue here is that his policies are disqualifying for him. His positions are so radical, so harmful to the American people that his health shouldn't even be a question. And I I have a little advice that I would give to Dr. Oz right now. Let your allies show these videos of Fetterman and his incoherent speech. Let your allies do that work. And what you should do is you should focus on promises that you can make to your future constituents, to the voters that you want to send you, that you want to send you to the United States Senate, focus on the promises that you can make so that they have some measure to hold you accountable to your word. And focus on what Fetterman wants to do. That he wants to take people's money and give it to other people. 
that he wants to force people to use a healthcare system that is controlled by government bureaucrats that call half of the country fascists. That John Fetterman wants to, when he says union way of life, that's a euphemism for taking Pennsylvania and flushing it down the toilet the way Newsom has with California. Fetterman wants to change Pennsylvania coal miners into pushing electric vehicles. There will be rolling blackouts in Pennsylvania too if Fetterman gets his way. Energy prices will skyrocket in Pennsylvania just like Europe if Fetterman gets his way. That's what you should focus on. That's what you must focus on. You have a responsibility and a duty to expose him because he is a danger to the United States. Over on Locals, I want to talk with you about Glenn Greenwald. He's a reporter. He's the one who exposed Edwards, the Edward Snowden story. He wrote one of the most comprehensive and intensive analyses of the censorship and cancel culture that we're facing in the United States right now and how it's not simply a haphazard effort of government bureaucrats or even corporate interests to stop one or two people that they don't like, how this has become institutionalized. And it's one of the most insightful things that I've read about the what we're facing in cancel culture in a long time. And I want to talk with you about that. So join me at lizwheelershow.com slash locals. If you use my promo code access, you can watch for free for the first month of your annual subscription. That's lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. 